<laughs> Welcome to November. November. And you know that the theme for the month is the theme that the Science of Mind magazine uses. We use the same theme because if I'm talking about something and you'd like to you know, read a little bit more about it or something, you know that you pick up the magazine. If you don't have a subscription, you know, you can pick it up in the bookstore. But we have the same theme. We're always on the same theme as the magazine. And so <clears throat> if I ran the world, <laughs> if I ran the world, the November theme would be something about Thanksgiving. Gratitude, bounty, harvest, something. November's theme is untethered from fear. Should have been for Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> right? Right? Should have been October's. Anyway, <sighs> thank you. I got to breathe through that. So, November's theme is untethered from fear. Fear, 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 fear. F E A R, fear. False evidence appearing real. Or if you're from New York like I am, it's F everything and run. <laughs> That's what it means. It's really what it stands for. No, I looked up fear. I looked up all the acronyms, and man, there are a ton of them. I looked up all the acronyms for fear online, and here goes. False evidence appearing real. Get everything and run. <laughs> for everything, a reason. Okay. Finding excuses and reasons. I like that one. We do that a lot. Finding excuses and reasons. False emotions appearing real. Failure expected and received. <laughs> Future events appearing repulsive. <laughs> Forgetting everything's all right. Okay. Felines eating abundant rodents. Okay. Future events already ruined. Oh. Face everything and rise. And that's where we're going to end up at the end of this month. We're going to end up with face everything and rise. That's the, that's the talk on the 25th, so we'll just wrap it all up then. But we have to know that fear is the great stopper of dreams. It is the great denier of strength. It is the great reason for every unfulfilled desire in our lives. There's always a reason. It's, sometimes it's a really good reason, but it's always fear-based. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. In fact, in fact, Rudyard Kipling said this. He said, of all the liars in the world, the worst are our own fears. Fear wants to keep us from expressing our greater self. Fear wants to keep us from, from stretching, from grasping at the, the, you know, beyond the, what is it, the reach beyond our grasp. It, it wants to... It wants to tell us sometimes, who do you think you are? You're not capable of that. Or better yet, it pretends to protect us, right? Oh, no, 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 don't do that. You know what'll happen. You'll fail, and then you'll feel bad, and then you'll be miserable. I'll protect you from all that, right? So don't try. Just don't try. Fear is the author of all of our stuck moments. All those times that you were gonna. All the woulda, shoulda, couldas. Fear is behind that. Fear is uh, the underneath energy of that, right? So what do we do? We don't do it. We complain about it. <laughs> we complain about things. We don't do them. We don't change them. It's what fear does. Fear keeps us stuck. So now we complain instead of doing anything. 
or we let others decide for us. Or we wait until there are no other options available to us, and then we inform ourselves we've made a decision. Yeah, you know that one. Okay, good. We avoid new experiences. When was the last time you did something for the first time? When was the last time you did something for the very first time? It takes pushing through our fears, our own self-imposed limitations. We avoid new experiences so we can be the master of our lives. If you're the master of your life, if you're the expert in everything that you do in your life, you're not learning anything new. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, fear defeats more people than any other one thing in the world. And we have all kinds of fears, don't we? And they show up and we invite them in and we cultivate them and we embrace them and we cohabitate with them. And all the time they're limiting us. The whole time they're limiting us. And there's all kinds of fears. We just collect them over the years, don't we? You know, babies are born with two fears. Fear of falling, fear of loud noises. That's it. Everything else you've gotten, you've collected along the way. You enjoying them? Okay, there is a fear of inadequacy. There's a fear of uncertainty. There's a fear of getting hurt physically. There's a fear of getting hurt emotionally. There's a fear of bad things happening. There's the fear of being judged. It's a lot of the times why we don't do the new stuff in public, you know, because of that. There's the fear of failure. There's the fear of rejection. There's the fear of losing control like you think you ever had it to begin with. I love that one. <laughs> That's the big illusion. <laughs> the fear of losing control as if we ever had it to begin with. There's FOMO. Anybody got FOMO? Yeah, fear of missing out. <laughs> fear of missing out. Something's happening over there and I don't know what it is and I got to go over there and find out what it is or else I'm missing out. How about fear of change? You know, <laughs> you know, I love the fact that religious science tagline is what? Change your thinking, change your life. And the fact is, change is one of the hardest things that we can do, right? There's, I love there's a cartoon that has a gentleman at a pulpit that says, who wants change? And everybody raises their hand. And then he says, who wants to change? And everybody pulls their hand back. You know, it's like, we all want change. We just don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. Okay, so have I missed any? It's pretty much, I think, pretty much all of them. I don't know. Of course, there are subheadings to those big fears, aren't there? There's fear of snakes. You know, fear of spiders, fear of high places. That's just a fear of getting hurt, right? Those are just sub-fears sub of the fear of getting hurt. Fear of high places, fear of enclosed places, fear of strangers, fear of butterflies. I know, right? Fear of butterflies, fear of bright colors, fear of your reflection. Holy moly. Fear of houseplants. Fear of clowns. Now, that one I understand. <laughs> clowns are just creepy. I'm sorry. You just cannot overestimate the creepiness of clowns. Anyway. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> if we look at different fears, all of them, the big, big, big ones, right? Fear of being judged, fear of not being, you know, being inadequate, fear of not enoughness, all those big ones. And we look at the little ones, fear of snakes, fear of water, fear of you know, high places or whatever. They all really spring from the same thing. We don't trust God. It's really what it is. You don't trust spirit. 
We are here on Earth, all alone, all by ourselves, in these vulnerable little soft, chubby bodies. Well, mine is anyway. Um, and we don't feel like we're safe. We don't feel like we're safe. We fear for our survival. Look at that individual fear of snakes or of spiders or of high places. It means I don't trust spirit to keep me safe, to keep my body safe, right? We fear for our physical bodies. Fear of rejection, fear of being judged, fear of failure. It's also a fear of not trusting God, not being safe. Maybe not for our physical bodies, but for our emotional ones. We're not safe. God doesn't have our back. This is a scary place to be. Now, Ernest Holmes said this in Richer Living. He said, if we believe in the omnipresence of God, we can handle the age-old problem of fear. Fear is a belief that God is absent. It is the only devil that there is. And if it governs our thinking, we experience the only hell that there is. How much do you fear? And how many things do you fear? And what do you fear? It's all about not trusting that. The universe has your back and all is well. God is in charge and all is well. And the good thing is we can overcome our fears, yes? Say it with me. Yes, yes, I can overcome my fears. Yes, I can overcome my fears. You know, whether they are illogical fears or healthy fears or imaginary fears, you know, look, I'm not here to bash fears. I mean, some are logical fears, right? I am not going to stand in the train tracks on the, you know, in the path of an oncoming train. I can project out what's going to happen, right? So I don't need an illogical fear about trains. I just need to stay off the damn tracks, okay? I don't run across the street without looking both ways for oncoming traffic. We've been taught that since we were little, little. Right? Look both ways. Stop. Look both ways. Be safe. This is, these are logical fears, right? You don't just run across the street willy-nilly and get hit by a, you know, a bakery truck or something <laughs> because that's a logical... I mean, that is a logical fear, right? We, we take care of our physical bodies. We're wise stewards of these temporary little vehicles that we've been given. Absolutely. But make no mistake. Do not confuse the package you're in with you. That's not who you are. The true you is the I am. That seed of perfection that is nestled within you. That is the truth of you. You're not the body. The body is just a temporary little shell. Anything that comes and goes isn't you. You are the great I am housed in a temporary body. Eckhart Tolle said that. He said, boredom, anger, sadness, fear, they're not yours. They're not personal. They are conditions of the human mind. They come and go. Nothing that comes and goes is you. Nothing that comes and goes is you. Fear of anything is temporal. It's not me. This very body that I'm in is not me. That body you're in is not you. You transcend that body. It's a costume we wear. It's the apparel that I'm occupying while I'm in this space and time. This is the body. Now, had I, got, had I chosen 
more consciously, I probably would have chosen something a little taller. I like taller, but this is it for now. This is the one I've got. But it's not me. No more than your body is you. And if it's not me, what is there to fear? What is there to fear? Ernest Holmes said, there is no need to fear anything in this life. If we believe that, called in or not, God is always present. If we believe we have available to us at all times the wisdom that created the universe and which can and will overcome anything that disturbs us, we shall never be afraid. Never be afraid. Our divine heritage is to overcome the fears that limit us, that lead us to live small lives. It is our birthright to go through them. These, I've seen little um, signs on Facebook memes and things that says everything that you desire is on the other side of your fear. Have you seen that? It's true. Everything we desire is on the other side of our fear. Our divine heritage is to blow through the fears. We don't collect them. We don't, we don't go through life just collecting them. Oh, I've got a fear of this, and I've got a fear of that, and I've got a fear of this, and I've got a fear of that. It's like we collect, you know, like Christmas ornaments and hang them on the tree. Oh, here's my fear of high places, and here's my fear of claustrophobia, and here's my fear of this, and here's my fear of that. We're not here to collect them. We're here to face them and to go through them and to really understand our true selves. If I have a fear of snakes, deal with it. Don't make me bring the snake back again. <laughs> I did bring my snake in once, didn't I? If anybody has a fear of snakes, I'll bring, I'll bring Arnold back. You can play with it and hold it and, you know, get to know him. He's a great little snake. He's adorable. I'll bring him back in if you do. You have a fear of snakes, get to know one. <laughs> Examine it. Be with it, right? Be in the snake's company. See that the fear is an exaggerated sense of self-preservation. It's, it's not even toxic. It's not even poisonous. It's just a little blue water, you know, rosy boa. It's adorable. You'll love it. <laughs> really. There is nothing to fear but the fear, right? FDR, nothing, there is nothing to fear but fear itself. It is an exaggerated sense of self-preservation. I've got to protect this body. But if the harm is not real, what are you protecting the body from? Right? The only place fear exists is in your mind. It's not in the snake. <laughs> it's in your mind. So it's up to us to plow through the fear. If the fear of high places, go walk up on a cliff. Go look at the view. See that there is nothing inherently fearful about standing on a ground that's high up. There's nothing inherently fearful about that. It's all in your mind. The fear is in your mind. It's not in the ground. Plow through the fear, feel the fear, and do it anyway. There is an African proverb that says, smooth seas do not make skillful sailors. It's not the stuff that you can do really easy and well that helps you grow. It's the challenges that grow you. It's the places where you think you cannot that you must. You must to grow beyond your self-imposed limitations. We never overcome fear by avoiding it. We just, we just keep it with us, don't we? We'll walk around with it, la, 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 la. Here's my fear of enclosed places. 
We don't, get, we don't get over it by just carrying it around with us, by avoiding it, by staying away from it, by making sure we don't ever come across anything like that. That only cements the fear in place. That only makes it a permanent residence here in my life. Feel the fear and do it anyway. And then fear shows itself for what it truly is. Right? And this is the part you're going to love. This is the turnaround. Is that it's really good for us to feel it and do it anyway. Anybody watch Doctor Who? Does anybody watch Doctor Who? We have Who fans in the... Okay. Doctor Who's been around since, what, the 60s, I think? Off and on on television for 100 billion years. Anyway, on the 12th iteration of Doctor Who, there was a scene where he's talking to a little boy, and he wanted, and the little boy was scared, and he wanted the, the child to understand that fear. You know, you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, my God, it was great. Anyway, he said this. He said, you want to know why fear is good? Let me tell you about being scared. Your heart is beating so hard, I can feel it through your hands. So much blood and oxygen is pumping through your brain. It's like rocket fuel. Right now, you can run faster and you can jump higher than ever before in your life. And you are so alert. It's like you can slow down time. What's wrong with fear? Fear is your superpower. It's your superpower. There's danger in the room, and guess what? It's you. You're the one to be feared. That's magnificent stuff. That's taking the fear that you feel and using it to your advantage and plowing through that thing and knowing that that's just what it is. It's, a, it's an obstacle for you to overcome. Fear is your superpower. That's awesome. So we're not here to vanquish it, or we're not here to obliterate it, or to never feel it again. We're here to feel it and use it. Use it to our advantage. Feel the fear and do it anyway. It's your superpower. I love that. And that's faith. Really, that's what faith is, right? Feeling it and knowing you're safe, even in the midst of what looks like could be danger, knowing you're safe, knowing God's got your back and all is well, and doing it anyway. That's faith. That's faith. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, the quickest and most effective way to get rid of fear is to get quiet and lift up the whole thought in confidence and faith to something bigger than we are. That's really what we're doing. We're knowing we're not alone. We're knowing we're never alone. That spirit always has our back. Spirit is us. That great I am is within us. It is within us to know. Spirit is our superpower. Hmm. What do we have to fear when we remember who we are? Ernest Holmes said this in, in Creative Living. He said, what is war? Fear. What is hatred? Fear. What is intolerance? Fear. Fear of what? Fear of the world we live in and fear of God. And that's nothing to be afraid of. And we hear that especially now, don't we? Oh, it's a couple of days before election. Are we getting an overdose of fear or what? Every single commercial on television and radio tells you to be afraid, be very afraid. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to them. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. Trust yourself. Trust the great I am within you. Listen to that truth. There is no fear in God. That's ridiculous. There is no fear in life. That's ridiculous. 
you know, Emma Curtis Hopkins um, wrote these wonderful 12 lessons. And it was just brilliant. And Ernest Holmes was her last student. She's called the teacher of teachers because she taught uh, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, who went on to found the unity movement. And she, and she taught Nona Brooks and her sister, whose name I can't remember, Melinda Kramer, Melinda Kramer, um, who went on to found divine science, that Ernest Holmes was, a, was an ordained divine science minister before he actually, before he started religious science. So Emma Curtis Hopkins taught all of these people. And she had these 12 lessons, and she would, after her student absorbed the 12 lessons, she'd just boot her out of the door and go, OK, go teach this stuff now. <laughs> now we have practitioners. We don't even let them out of the room for six years. You know, It's so weird. But anyway, she'd give them 12 lessons and boot them out of the door, say, go teach this stuff. Go. You've got it. Do it. Hmm. First lesson, look up. Look up. Whenever you are tempted to fear, to be afraid, to accept the dark side, high mysticism, her book, High Mysticism, calls for the highest up look for the glory of the Most High. Just a physical looking up, just reminding your body. It's just a visceral thing. Look up. Whenever you feel fear, look up. Up. Whenever you doubt, look up. Whenever you're concerned, look up. She said, keep your eye on the eternal and your intellect grows. This goes even beyond the mental science that religious science is, right? They always say we're a mental science, we're an intellectual science, we go around in our heads a lot. Emma Curtis Hopkins is saying, look up, this goes beyond your mental science. This is pure mysticism. This is your connection to the divine I am that is within you. This appeals to our soul. It is a physical, visceral exercise for us to remember who we are. It goes beyond words. It goes beyond affirmations. It goes beyond the mental science to light Within us, that light, that lights all paths. It is our self-knowing of who we are. We are the I am. We are the immortal. We are the deathless, birthless, timeless, immortal I am that we're walking around that is housed within us. We are that. And looking up reminds us. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, we must turn to that power greater than we are that put us here and learn to have confidence in this power, to confess our fears to ourselves before this power, and then to reach a little higher in faith than we were in fear. And we discover a miracle takes place. Fear begins to recede until finally they appear only as a speck on the horizon of our minds. And then they seem to just walk over that horizon of our minds and they seem to walk over the horizon and disappear entirely, like the darkness fleeing from the light. That is the truth of us. That's who we are. We've got this. We will face everything and rise every single moment. That's at the end of the month. I'll see you there. Thank you. Thank you.